It's the Face of Community and Business podcast, introducing you to the stories behind the faces, focused on fixing today's problems with thoughtful leadership and purposeful living. Sit down with us as we get to know the individuals who make our community second to none. Hey everyone, this is Alexis Rodriguez, and this is the TFOCB podcast. Today we're joined by real estate broker Anya Riftis. Anya, how are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. So we're friends. I know you quite well. And so I'm excited for our audience here to get to know you. So why don't we start with where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your background. Oh, gosh. Um, So I was originally born in Ukraine. um, And we, uh, my parents ended up deciding to migrate here to America um, back in 89. So I came to the States when I was six, going on seven. Um, And we did the whole migration thing through um, Austria and then Italy for a few months. And then we finally ended up here in Chicago. That's amazing. And how, what is, what was that like for you at six years old? If you can remember, like, I'm sure, did you speak English at the time? Oh God, no, no. I think I barely (laughs) even spoke Russian. it was it was interesting because you know I remember my my like I, I remember bits and pieces of it right mm-hmm. um, you know as as, you're, as a child you you only remember so much there's right. like little memories that that you know stay top of mind um, so I remember memories like being at my grandmother's house and she had this like really creepy almost tunnel that went under the house but it really wasn't a tunnel but you know as a kid I was like oh my god there's like ghosts and demons and stuff (laughs) and so I was afraid to like walk under it um but so there's little things that I remember like being in child school like kindergarten or child care or whatever they called it back then um you know and playing with my my brother and and our friends in the park across the street um and then the chunk of it kind of got lost in the in the you know migration to in the move to to America and so and then I remember bits and pieces from Italy like oh wow spending time with my grandparents while you know um while we were there and my grandpa would buy me this Italian cone ice cream every day in the corner Aww. store and it was super cute because you know we we really didn't have a lot of you know money to come here with and but my, my grandpa would scrunch up a few you know a few coins whatever it costs just Aww. to get me an ice cream cone every single day and you know take me to the park and take me to the beach and my grandma did too and it was it was really cute. That's you know, awesome. Little memories like that, you know, and and uh, my dad building me a bike so I could learn to ride a bike out of oh, wow. the ten different random bikes that were, you know, laying yeah. around, and he put one together for me, and that's why I learned to ride a bike, like in Italy and a little hill. That's amazing. <laughs> it sounds like your family was very is very close knit. Um, and and did you all come together to to the states, or do you have any family still left in the Ukraine? I don't have family left in the Ukraine. So when we came here, um, it was myself and my parents um, and my dad's parents who came, the five of us came together. My mom's parents and my older brother ended up staying in Ukraine. Uh, and then about two years later, my brother and you know his father, from he's from the first marriage, okay. uh, ended up coming, uh, moving to Berlin. And from there, my mom's parents ended up coming to America and, and living with us. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah. So 
obviously there's a lot going on in the world right now, especially in the Ukraine. Right. Very, very devastating. And I know that's something near and dear to your heart. I, I recently went to an event that you had to raise money for the Ukraine. Can you tell us a little bit about that and, and what kind of what that means to you? Like you're from there, you obviously have ties there and, and everything that's been going on. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I like I said, I don't really have family there. I do have friends and friends of friends and their families that I know who are still there. Um, and so when everything started happening in, in Ukraine and when, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine and the war pretty much started, um, I really wanted to reach out and help as much as I could um, and as much as I can um, and, right. you know, bring people together, raise money, uh, you know, get products and goods and whatever whatever assistance you know was available and was possible so I'm I was connected with uh, a girl named Nixana and she's super sweet she's a friend of a friend who uh, was who takes care of the chap the Chicago chapter for the United National Women's League of America and they I want to say they're I want to say they have about 140 chapters throughout wow. the world um, and they were established in the 1920s. Oh, so the, the organization as a whole has been around for a long time. Um, but I really wanted to work with this chapter directly. Um, and I say that because a lot of people, when they donate money, do have concerns about where's the money going? Right. You know, who's really managing it? Who's maintaining it? You know, is it really getting to the people that are in need or is it just getting donated? Right. You know, and sits somewhere. Um, that being said, I knew that this particular chapter and this particular person would make sure that it that will get to the necessary people on the borders to assist the people in need, the women, children. And initially, this organization was established to help the women and the children. I see. Um, so something that they've been doing for a really long time. One of the other things that, that she told me is they're trying to raise money for, um, like for an orphanage for all the children that are misplaced because of the war as well. So, wow. so there's a lot of there's a lot of efforts that are going to to help the Ukrainian population. That's amazing. And since since we're on this the topic for a plug right now, if somebody listening does want to give back to this this particular organization yeah. and get connected with them, how can they do that? Um, you know, the best is just to reach out to me and I would put them in contact directly right. with them. Um, it's better that way because if they go just on the regular website, they won't get directly to this chat. Ah, uh, gotcha. That makes sense. Okay. Well, that's that's amazing. I mean, the event that I attended that you helped throw was incredible. It seemed like there was an amazing turnout, um, a lot of support going going into that area. And that's, that is Chicago, right? Like everybody comes around and supports the community. And you growing up here, yeah. uh, tell us a little bit about your your. I guess, childhood and, and, a, and teenagehood and now adulthood in Chicago. Like, what was that like growing up here? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that was an interesting uh, upbringing, not going to lie. So coming here, I didn't speak any English. Mm -hmm. um, so because we were Ukrainian Jewish immigrants, we were provided... Uh, I don't know if we were provided or we were chosen somehow, whatever. We had sponsors. Okay. Uh, and they were Orthodox Jews. Um, and so they were like a family that helped us and, and not helped us financially, but helped us, you know, guided us in, in different directions and the direction that we needed. 
And so they recommended that I go to a Russian Jewish school. And being that we lived off a divan, you know, almost 33 years ago, that was a very big Jewish population. Oh, okay. Um, And Jewish community. And so anyway, they sent me to a Russian Jewish school. And for the first three years, I only spoke Hebrew. Oh, wow. That's all they taught. Um, And, you know... It was interesting because I wasn't learning any English. I really didn't have a lot of friends. Uh, I was kind of like this loner, weird kid oh. that, that, that spoke some Russian, some, you know, some some Hebrew, and no English. And so anyway, one day my mom and I are grocery shopping, and again, we came here as immigrants. Not a whole lot of money, you know. Back then, you didn't come in with suitcases of money like maybe some people would do now. Right. And so we're at the grocery store, and I'm like, Mom, we can't eat this. This, this is not kosher. <laughs> it doesn't have the little K on it. Yeah. And she just looks at me. She's like, yeah, no. She's like, you're going to eat what I put on the table because oh. this is what we can, you know, right. eat right now. This is what I'm making for the week. And, right. you know, you're just going to have to deal with it. when she heard me started getting to that point, she's like, yeah, no, I'm going to put you in a in a public American yeah. school. <laughs> so fast forward, I end up in a um, in an American school and still here in the city. And again, I start now, again, no friends, no English Aww. in ESL class. So it was, it was really interesting because I went through little phases where I was starting to get comfortable. Then I was like pulled away and put into a different school. Um, and then about two years after that, we ended up moving to the suburbs. I had to, you know, Adjust adjust again, again. Um, and from there on out, it was it was a little bit easier at that point, just because we we didn't move again. Mm. Um, so I grew up a lot with a lot of the same people, um, and actually to this day, I still maintain some of those friendships. Um, but it was just interesting because making friends was really hard. You know the the language barriers, the right. way you communicate, the jokes, the mannerisms, you know, the, the things that you you eat and talk about and how you express yourself. Those are all things that, um, that you know, shape you and, and change the way that that you make friends. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a really great point. I was, and I was, you know, going to ask you how, how did that shape how you connected with other people and how did you overcome that challenge as a child? Um, well, I don't know if I overcame that challenge as a, as a child. Um, I think I overcame those challenges later on in life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it became, and I think more so when I actually moved into the city, I would have to mm-hmm. say, you know, being in being in the suburbs, um, I was in a long relationship and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. So they're all factors, right? They right. all shape who we are. To some degree, I'm, I'm super grateful for all those things that shape me and the, the awkward moments and the awkward conversations that you had growing right. up. Um, however, when I moved into the city... I was thrown into a world that I really wasn't familiar with, and I had to get readjusted and learn to not be in a relationship and start meeting people on my own. And so I think that's really when the confidence really, um, really came out and and was really visible mm. because I had to learn to stand on my own two feet. I had to learn to not be in a relationship. I had to learn to not live with someone, right. to go into a bar or a restaurant or 
an event or whatever and walk in by myself. And so those are the things that really, I think, shape the, the, um, the confidence and the brought me to where I am now. That's amazing. <laughs> and, and how old were you around that time? So I moved into the city about, oh gosh, uh, late 20s. Okay. Late, yeah, I would say late 20s. Late 20s. Late wow. 20s. I know. It took that long. Oh, <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, I was in my late 20s when I moved to Chicago. So, yeah, about, about that time. Yeah. But that's go, thinking about, you know, all the people, all the young people who are in similar situations where maybe they grew up middle of nowhere, or even in the suburb of Chicago, and then moved to a big city in kind of a similar predicament. What What's your best advice for those people who you know, it's their first time as well. Like, you know, having to learn how to make, make friends and be on their own. You know what? I'd say just have fun. (laughs) Just have fun. You know what? Not everyone's going to love you. Um, not everyone's going to appreciate you. Right. Not everyone's going to be your best friend or is going to be genuine. Just follow your heart. Be genuine. You're the one that, you know, should show people, how you want to be treated and yes and just just show them who you really are yeah the rest will follow people that are the people that need to be in your life and people who appreciate you and people who you know respect you as a person will be in your life everybody else will just be passing by Absolutely. What do they always say? Everybody comes into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? Amen to that. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. That's that's great. I mean, you know, being true to you to who you are, I think, is so important. But like knowing your value, right? And what you said really resonates with me is, you know, how other people treat you. You teach them how to treat you, right? Like how right. you treat yourself is how right. other people are going to treat you. Um, I love that. I love that. And how you know, and so I I know you know, because we're friends, I know you're, you're in real estate. Mm-hmm. How did all of this kind of translate into your professional life and kind of the path that you've taken now as, as a career woman? Um, so I'd say that, like I said, it's taken me a little while to come, you know, to come out of my shell. And I know people that know me are like, really, that, that really <laughs> took you a little while, but it's right, true. Right. It's true. I really am kind of an introvert, mm-hmm. extrovert type of person. I can Probably relate to more that. more introvert than extrovert. Yeah. Um, but being, being in the city, like moving into the city and learning how to be on my own and building that confidence and walking in and meeting new people I think that that's helped me meet new people no matter where I go. Mm. And that being said, has opened the doors for networking. It's opened the doors for connecting people that, you know, connecting people of different walks of life Um, and just being just being able to help somebody, you know, um, with their business or Mm. referring someone to them that can help them grow. Um, And I think that is that to me is super beneficial just because I want to see somebody else happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if I if I come out on top with them, awesome. And if not, then it wasn't my opportunity in that particular moment, but I was able to help someone. Yeah. No, I, I love that. And where where what is on the roadmap for your career? I mean, with that network that you're building, like what's what's next for you? Oh, million dollar question. <laughs> um Obviously, growth, yeah. always growth, always, um, yep. always, always growth. Um, you know what? I don't know. 
to be honest. Um, I can't really tell you exactly where I'm going to be in, in five years. I mean, I have some visions, but mm-hmm. I don't want to jinx them, so I think I'm just going to keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, how about how about regionally? Or do you see yourself staying in Chicago? I mean, you've been here your whole life for the most part. Um. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so I say that because I'm also um, licensed in, you know, Florida, uh, which I know a lot of agents are as well. Um, but that being said, I don't know. Um, I love the fact that I can explore. I can jump on a plane every month if I so choose and mm-hmm. go explore a different city, a different town, a different country, whatever it may be. Um, so I'd like to definitely continue doing that. As far as moving somewhere, you know, that's hard. There's family involved. Right, right, um, right. So there's there's a lot more that that entails that type of thought than just picking up and going. Yeah. Is your family still here in the suburbs of Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, okay. they are. They are. So yeah. it's, a, it's a little hard, you know. I've got both my parents, my grandma. So moving out of state would take a lot of consideration yeah but but the flexibility to be able to travel is amazing um right it's almost like you know yeah it's almost like i'm living somewhere else every couple weeks (laughs) right and you mentioned florida i mean you are licensed there what what drew you to florida specifically um sunshine yeah (laughs) i mean it's not gloomy chicago so anything that has a little bit of sun i'm in i know i hear you between what is it i don't even we're still in the 50s and raining outside and it's may oh my god Um, brutal out yeah yeah a lot of um a lot of what do they call them? Uh, travel birds. Uh, who, oh yeah, um, who, who um, uh, snowbirds? Snowbirds. Thank snowbirds, you. Yeah. <laughs> who go from Chicago to Florida? There, I feel like it's growing every year. Uh, I think they got the right uh, yeah. thoughts. You know, I, yeah. I think they got it down packed. Yeah. Well, Anya, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much again for joining me and for sharing your story and letting us get a peek inside Anya Riptis and her her story. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I I appreciate it. <laughs>